Good afternoon. It is two o'clock Saturday, June the 23rd. I'm Leon Davis, and this is Altitude Adjustment. This week, uh, I've noticed in my news feed, started maybe three, four days ago, uh, I started getting these really kind of uh, salacious or um, emotional posts from friends. Um, not that that hasn't been occurring normally, but it just seems to escalate. And I started hearing from people who I hadn't heard from in a while. And I don't know um, why that was. But uh, the last time that this occurred to me, where I started getting these uh, really salacious, really emotional messages or really uh, it, uh, messages that just would, would cause normal people to you know, get excited or uh, have the conversation come, you know, about a shouting match, um, was in 2016. And we got, um, Donald Trump out of that. So I'm saying, you know, buckle your seatbelts. This ride is about to get a lot bumpier. Welcome to Altitude Adjustment. Alrighty. Well, thank you for joining me this afternoon. Uh, <clears throat> pardon me. I do want to mention that uh, after the June 30th episode next week, um, I will not uh, produce another podcast until August the 18th. So. Alrighty. Oh, things have locked up on me. That's a good one. <laughs> there we go. Anyway. June the 18th. So um, a couple of weeks ago, I mean, things have. Uh, so since this actually since this presidency started, there has been this. Um, push towards sensationalism, I guess, uh, just, you know, uh, everything is um, over the top and. Uh, just a kind of coarseness in the discussion. And a couple of weeks ago, it was um, a couple of weeks ago, it was the uh, Roseanne and Samantha Bees. And then <clears throat> um, this week, it was the First Lady and Corey Lewandowski, along with, of course, the uh, immigration policy that was enacted. And through the course of all of this, um, what I have, I have missed personally is um, now I know our elected officials go to work some days, uh, probably not as many as uh, the rest of society, but they do go to work some days and I'm not hearing about work that they're doing. And one of the things that I've learned, uh, especially watching children, I, I have done that from time to time, is that the time to worry about them is not when you can hear and hear them. It's when you can't hear them. And right now they seem to be doing whatever they're doing without a spotlight on them. Uh, I don't know if, if you have seen that or been aware of it, but I 
have not seen very much in the way of bills that they're trying to pass or or legislation that they brought to the floor or discussions that they've had other than a few minor things. Um, but and it may just be what I'm listening to. It may just be I'm getting all of the noise. Uh, I don't uh, watch television. Uh, I do search a lot of news sites. And of course, uh, everyone's trying to pay the bills. So they're going to put on what they think sells and controversy and conflict seems to sell in our society. I don't say seems to, it sells in our society. That's what it does. We are a tabloid society. Uh, that doesn't mean that everyone is a tabloid consumer. It just means that the overwhelming uh, majority of consumption is about tabloid stuff, conflicts and things of that nature, which is pretty much how we've operated our society. There's, um, um, Republican versus Democrat, conservative versus liberal, um, men, uh, men versus women, uh, women's issues and uh, everything's uh, either or. And so we, we, that, that sells, that, that is how we tend to use, do our society. Uh, I tend to like, or I tend to, to want to know some of the, uh, the other stuff. I'm not, uh, I don't really care about, um, um, what is that singing thing where they have four judges and they sit in the chair and they hit the button and turn around and whatever. And, you know, there are more people that understand how that works than how our government works. Um, <clears throat> but Anyway, so um, prior to this current administration, well, let me get back. Let me talk about the, and this is difficult because uh, I wanted to talk about the first lady's coat and not from the aspect of uh, a salacious topic, but how do you, in a, in, a, in a situation as serious as people being separated from their children, Let, let's assume that all of the news stories are correct, that that these people, that these children were being slept, uh, separated from their parents. And there was a, uh, you know, this outrage and you got a, a crying children. And uh, so the situation seems dire or at least. Uh, there are quite a few people that are exceptionally concerned about it. And so you're going to go and make an appearance. And we all and she's been in the spotlight. She understands optics. Optics is what how she made her living. Um, so she understands the camera. She understands subtle images in in focus. And she goes to. Uh, one of these uh, child camps um, in a jacket that with a message that uh, you wouldn't wear to a friend's birthday party. It's not something that you would do unless you wanted to piss off your host and other people in the party. So, so my question then becomes if you understand that it's going to cause a controversy, 
And this administration has been one controversy after another. Eventually, uh, it has to get through people's heads, even his heads as thick as mine, that there is something else happening. There is something. So we've got a Congress that's basically uh, shedding the spotlight uh, for a president who is creating cover. Probably that's not fair. Um, I don't know what they're what they're doing, what they're trying to accomplish. So when I say create cover, I'm I'm making an assumption of facts, not in evidence. Um, but so all of this controversy is going on, and it's and it's not just one sided; it's on both sides, which concerns me. Um, earlier in the week, there was a Congress, Corey. I think it was a congressman was talking and Corey Lewandowski was on the show and Corey Lewandowski goes wop wop. And uh, the person that they were talking to just lost it, just completely came unhinged and was yelling and, you know, was incredulous, just animated beyond reason. And so, um, When, when all of these people were leaving the White House uh, earlier in the year, and there were a lot of people you know, that would come and they would go, that did not make sense to me. So I don't know what uh, Trump's business dealings was like from that standpoint, from, his, uh, from a personnel standpoint. What, did he go through people that quickly and that easily? Um, but there's been no one who's reported on anything that I heard that said he did. So if he did not do that in his normal business, or if at least that wasn't, um, so noticeable that it was reported on, what then changed that he goes through so many people? So now you've got these people and um, they're they're no longer in the White House. They're no longer. Um, but but they're out there. There's, they seem to still be. Um, propping up the administration. So um, Chris Cuomo had uh, Corey Lewandowski on. And he was asking, and a lot of times when I see the questioning, they're asking these circuits or um, people that loosely represent the president or the administration, and they ask them questions as if they understand the mindset or understand what the uh, administration is attempting to accomplish. And so when all of these people were, were originally coming and going, um, that concerned me. That just, it, it seemed unnatural. And, and I thought to myself, they're going to resurface. There is, there is something about this where these people are, gonna res, are going to resurface, and they did. Um, 
and and they're all seem to they all seem to be in lockstep. They all do the same thing. And I mentioned it on one of my previous podcasts that a lot of these surrogates were saying things to create an emotional environment, to create outrage, to create a conflict um, when they expressed ideas. And so, so I don't know why, of course, um, I don't have a, uh, in on that. Um, but it does seem to me to be suspicious. Now, uh, I have mentioned previously that a good dose of skepticism is important. I try, try not to be a full blown, uh, uh, conspiracist, conspiracy, conspiracy theorist, and that I know something's going on, um, but but it does cause me to question. It does cause me to ask questions, and um, of course, some of the so I get on some of uh, some of the people who send me messages on Facebook. I get on them about not. Um, jumping to conclusions. And so I'm going to try not to jump to a conclusion, but I am going to um, at least question what could possibly be the source of this behavior. So um, one of the things that supposedly Trump was not is politically correct. And um, granted, he has lived up to that moniker. He is not or has not been politically correct. And um, but that lack of political correctness or that lack of um, now they call it political correctness. I call it um, um, a higher social behavior just to give it some kind of label. Um, I think when we talk to each other, political correctness is just an attempt to have a conversation that does not devolve into name calling and fisticuffs. Um, that it is, is no more than that. Um, and so, so there are people who um, don't like that. They want to be able to call you an asshole or um, you know, name call in in a in a conversation, regardless of whether it's in the halls of Congress or in a local diner, they think it's acceptable for us to be coarse in our conversation. And uh, one of the things, the reason um, um, polite society exists is that people realize that um, my being abusive or abrasive to you is not going to make the situation any better. It's not going to resolve anything because everyone can, will then go to their corners and it will become more about defending my position or defending my honor rather than uh, about reaching some level of compromise to resolve a problem. So that's where 
um, polite conversation becomes important. And we've eschewed that for I, I don't even know what to call it, because they're they're in most of the conversations that I've heard or most of the times that they've talked to representatives or speaking out for the administration, they're not trying to accomplish anything. They're not trying to get anything done. They're, they're just obfuscating. They're, they're making comments that are going to create drama and conflict without some kind of result. So I watched 20 minutes of Corey Lewandowski and Chris Cuomo talking and Chris is trying to get him to move to a position of how do we solve a problem? And he never got there. He did every trick that he could, everything that he could to avoid giving any answers he could be held accountable for. And I noticed that from surrogate to surrogate, they never commit to anything. They never commit to any idea. They never commit to any solution. It is all smoke and mirrors. It, it's just, let's create conflict and, and do that. So with that being the case, of course, I'm going to be a little suspicious. Um, So I, I I would hope that, and which is one of the reasons I said uh, I'm going to buckle my safety belts because the ride is going to get bumpy. There there has to be a, a reason for that. There has to be an outcome that is expected. Now, I realize that um, Trump did not in his in the in the. Um, Implementation of this uh, um, this new policy of um, oh, term slips in my mind real quick, but um, um, you know hardline policy on the immigration. Um, they they didn't create any they didn't do anything to prepare. Now. I granted, I believe Trump is a cowboy manager. That means he does work on, um, he does work on emotions and instincts, um, and may, um, eschew some of the legwork of, uh, uh, or some of the, the, the work of, you know, creating, plans and doing um, alternate plans and uh, what if scenarios. Um, but at some point in every business, even even the people around him, somebody, someone wants to create, do something in a rational, logical way. So so we're getting this image or getting this idea that the president is completely calling the shots and he's just doing it all by instinct. And uh, there are no um, 
there's no planning. There's no, um, you know, idea of just he has an idea of where he wants to go and then he just um, starts to move in a direction. Um, why pick the plan that they had um, to try to deal with immigration, separating children and stuff? Um, why do that? And knowing that uh, even if you believed that it was going to go well, even if you believe that it was going to go well, part of um, basic business is if it can go wrong, it will go wrong. So you at least have some idea of what your fallback is. If you listen to the way Trump talks, um, he talks in um, this is what I think is going to happen and maybe it will and maybe it won't. And that's the beginning of a fallback plan. Um, the mere fact that I believe that there's a possibility that it will not occur or will not unfold the way I intended means that I've thought about that. So, so why wasn't there a fallback plan? Was this, was the way things happened intended to happen that way? A good dose of skepticism. Um, it's just too much drama and not enough um, asses and elbows. Um, one of the things that I've learned uh, long time ago is you gotta get in there and you gotta you gotta work you gotta put some sweat equity into it and that means if you are a planner that means coming up with a plan coming up with an alternate plan coming up with a um you know being able to explain to some level of uh intelligence what you're trying to accomplish um, one of the key components of implementing any successful plan is communication. It is the first rule of getting things done. If you do not explain to the people that need to get the work done what you're trying to get done, you cannot get there. They have to know what you're trying to accomplish how you're trying to get there and what their part in getting it done is that didn't show up here. None of that showed up or it wasn't completely visible, which also leads me to question. There's been no real explanation. They just do stuff and then try to justify it. They don't try to build consensus. They don't try to warn people that it's coming. Um, part of um, stemming blowback is you give people an idea it's coming. And I don't mean in a campaign rally. I mean um, past administrations have floated ideas in the press. Um, and you can you can see it because it gets 
leaked out or it gets talked about or it says, you know, the president's considering. And then and then they may read the tea leaves, the the response, the message boards um, so that they get an understanding of how the idea is going to play out in public now. Does that mean it always does? Well, of course not, because they're using a small sample. And then a lot of times people don't even want to get involved until you actually start to do something. And then, well, of course, all hell breaks loose. You know, uh, then all the naysayers and all of the um, difficult people are going to come forward. Um, so this administration has not worked in what even a simple, a simple uh, plan would be. And that is just uh, let, let people know, you know, I'm getting ready to do this. Uh, this is going to happen. It's just the way they do it is it shows up and then they do a lot of things that exacerbate the situation, which causes people to become more emotional. And so I'm concerned knowing that this is going to fail. Anytime you spring something on someone, they're going to reject it first. A lot of times people don't make change easily. They don't uh, accept change the first time you give it to them. You're going to have to give them some explanation of why I have to change. Why, why do I have to do it differently? Um, you know, if, if uh, you're accustomed to having your mail delivered in your mailbox, and then two days in a row, the mail winds up on your on your steps. Um, even though it's easier for you to get to it from your steps. Uh, most people are going to go and they're going to go, why are you doing this? They're going to they're going to reject it first. So understanding that I cannot believe that all of these people in an administration do not understand that basic fact of human behavior. That if you do something without warning folks, they're going to reject it first. Um, so that leads me to believe that there's something else. I don't want to make it a full blown theory that that's exactly what they're doing. I'm just saying, um, understanding these facts, it causes me to be concerned that um, they're not attempting to um work with people. They're not attempting to make things happen. They're attempting to create controversy. And if you're attempting to create controversy, the question then becomes why? Um, I'm going to cut it a little short today. I am actually getting uh, a summer break fever. Uh, as I mentioned, I will be taking all, uh, next week will be the last podcast until August the 18th. Um, do me a favor whenever you get a chance, make sure you uh, drop me a note and let me know how you enjoy the podcast. Uh, make any comments that are necessary. With that, I'm going to close everything. I want to thank you very much for joining me this afternoon. And you can replay the video portion of this podcast uh, on YouTube. Uh, all you have to do is look for, um, do a search on you search on S, um, Lions Den STL. Um, the audio portion of the podcast is on podcast.com, stitcher.com, 
the iTunes Store and the Google Music Play Store. Now, the Internet is powered by your likes, shares and comments. So please like, share and comment on this episode wherever you find it, because it does better. As always, I implore you to be cool, be calm and above all, be careful. Look out for the other guy because they may not be looking out for you. <laughs>